Hello everyone, this is Gavin from Universe 11933. I regret to inform you that you're Gavin, they perished at my hand. I am the new Gavin of your universe, and to let you all know, I'm still on my conquest to become the greatest producer in the whole multiverse. If you enjoyed this podcast, share it with your friends, family, anyone who's willing to listen, not in just this universe, but in every single universe, as it should be. Thank you all for listening to this episode of Off the Notepad. I will see you at the break. Bye. Bye, Gavin. Oh, it's oh. recording. Uh, ooh. Hi. Welcome to Off the Notepad. I'm Malika Campbell. And I'm Victoria D'Angelo, and our producer is a whore. It's true. The biggest we know. You know what he just did? You know what he just did? What did he just do? He hit record before we were ready. I know. And now I'm kind of embarrassed because it sounds like I wasn't ready to give this intro. And I was. I would have been. Yeah, we are the most ready people on the face of the earth. Just like being the best writers. It's true. Honestly, I don't even think the word best is like good enough anymore. God, you're so right. We need to develop, we'll develop a new one. Yeah. We'll get on that. Because we're such great authors. Well, it's true. Now we can write um, completely new and incredibly compelling languages. Yeah. Yep. Yep. They just, there's so much nuance in those languages as opposed to English, which sucks, actually. I hate the language English. English is kind of the worst. You ever think about that? Who came up with the word green? (laughs) That's bad. That's a bad word. (laughs) I've got a protagonist if you want one. I would love one. Jesus. Okay. I'm kind of vibing this episode. I'm vibing this episode. Okay. And I'm vibing with the dissatisfied housewife. I imagine she's an older middle-aged woman. Uh, she has no children. Mm, and I think she has a shitty husband. Whoa. That's a scary face you're making. <laughs> you want to know what our old housewife is doing? Yeah, talk to me about what our middle-aged housewife is doing. Talk to me about yeah. what is she up to. You just broke someone out of prison. (gasps) The problem, you accidentally broke out the wrong person. Okay, okay. Dissatisfied housewife looking for adventure. Why? (laughs) Who? Why? Immediately, I'm inspired by this to say that she's been... She has a pen pal. In jail? In jail. I don't think she realizes it's in jail, because I think her letters have been going to the wrong place. Oh, and somehow this prisoner has been getting them. Okay. Maybe the prisoner like writes back and is like, eventually they become close enough. Because again, I think her husband is absolute shit. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's never home. Um, so she's lonely and she's like writing letters to this prisoner. Mm-hmm. Over time, the prisoner convinces her, come see me and break me up because I'm an inmate. And she's like, several letters ago, I would have been scared by this because we're comrades. I can't say no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but then she tries to break out Pen Pal, gets the wrong person. What is Pen Pal in for? Because I feel like Pen Pal's in for something relatively minor. Oh, and I like to think that this prisoner who does get broken out was in for something pretty, yeah, pretty major. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, gosh. What is um what is something pretty minor that you can be put in jail for? Oh my god, pen pal is in for tax fraud. Nope. <laughs> pen pal is in for tax fraud. So they're a little they're a little sleazy, but not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, down with the government. Down with the government. Half of the country will be like, okay, cool. Yeah, like you know, taxes kinda suck anyways. Sure, sure. <laughs> the inmate that does get broken out. 
What were they in for? So the hardest part about this prompt is the way that real prisons work is you have low security and high security. So we can't just be like, oh, it's a serial killer because those two people would not be in the same prison. That's true. And I don't think I want to fall into the I accidentally broke out a serial killer trap. Mob boss? Oh, my God. Victoria, you know how much I love a good mob boss. Wait, I kind of love this, though. The best part is I could see a mom boss getting put in a low-security prison because they're so charismatic and they have good lawyers. Oh, absolutely. What I kind of love about this setup is we have our lonely, dissatisfied housewife, right? Mm-hmm. I think she's she's very naive, right, to the way the world works. Mm-hmm. Um, desperate, lonely, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I think her tax fraud pen pal was really compelled by this. Mm. Like, I think they really enjoyed her. Our mob boss? I think he's ride or die. Oh. Like, I think it's, you broke me out. Maybe it was an accident, but you still did me, like, a solid. I'm going to do a solid for you. Oh. (laughs) Solid. No clue. (laughs) (laughs) But she's just, like, she's so unhappy. And she Mm. deserves better. I think she's definitely the kind of protagonist with a big heart. Do you think, like... Do you think husband, like, makes decent money and makes up for his lack of love with, here, go spend, go shopping? I think so. I also think she's the kind of person who, like... Doesn't care. Doesn't care. And also maybe grew up in, um, like, a more frugal household. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, she's not going to be... She doesn't yep. enjoy the luxury of money. And I think that makes things harder for our mob boss. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because mob boss is like, I can't just pay you off. Yeah. Oh, is this going to humanize the mob boss? Please. Can I really the, want it can to. Can the mob boss bake a cupcake? <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks? Callbacks? <laughs> I, you know what? I do think the mob boss is good at cooking, though. Yeah? Like, I think... Oh, I think they're a phenomenal chef. I want them to, like, also not know that about themselves like they know they're a good cook but like oh yeah yeah they don't realize it's something that they can use as a good quality of themselves and so eventually the the housewife is like you can fucking cook can you make me something and they're like oh yeah sure right yeah better yet i think she tries to make something for the mob boss and the mob boss is just like watching like tapping hands on the table like just and then goes Okay, I've got this. I've got this. You need to you need to move. Yes, Cuz I don't yes. think housewife is disastrous at cooking. I think her cooking is bland. Yeah. So she's British. Oop, British housewife. <laughs> Dissatisfied British housewife. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. So we start this kind of cute domestic life. I want the husband to be out of the picture for a bit. I think he's on a business trip. On a business trip, yeah. yeah. Just sure. long enough to develop this relationship. Mm-hmm. Fuck the pen pal. <laughs> Fuck the, the poor pen pal is like <laughs> writing letters like, hey, <laughs> any day of the week now. The mob boss is hiding them. The mob boss is hiding the pen pal? The letters. Oh. Oh, no. In case, for anyone who didn't hear what our fucking producer said, yeah, that man. The pen pal is still writing letters 
to the housewife saying, um, I'm waiting. Uh, we're good friends, right? And the mob boss has been confiscating these letters before the housewife could get them. Right, because the mob boss is definitely posing as the pen pal, like, full on. Sure, sure, yeah. No, I could see that. Oh, damn. That's rough. That is rough. Does, wait, so does housewife even know that they're a mob boss or do they think they're in for tax fraud? They must, she must think that they're in for tax fraud. Oh, God. Because she has no idea. She thinks she, ooh. Okay, okay, I'm sorry I'm taking over, but that's how they got Al Capone. Like, the IRS is the one who got Al Capone for tax fraud. (sighs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's so funny. That's funny how this has worked out. So what if... I'm sorry, I'm taking over. So what if this mob boss also got taken in for tax fraud, but that's the only thing they could stick him with? They know everything else, though. Yeah, like, it's. I think it's probably common knowledge, too. Sure, sure. No, that makes sense, because that was the original idea. Like, he's not in because he's a mob boss. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Iconic man. Okay. That's so fascinating. Then... Doesn't matter, because they're pretending to be pen pal. Right. Which is interesting. I wonder if Mob Boss, like, goes along with it at first, stumbles a little bit, maybe, and then they get back to, uh... I keep wanting to say midwife. They're not a midwife. No! They're a housewife. Yes, housewife. Um, they get back to housewife's house and go through her drawers and find all the letters and read them in detail. They're like, yep, that's me. Yep. Can confirm. Okay. So we have a steady build of a relationship is it platonic it could be i could also see it building to be a weird ass love triangle that'd be weird it'd be funny it'd be weird mm-hmm. let's keep it platonic now if we feel compelled we can take it a step further because i think more than anything i just sort of want the goal of this housewife should just be like narratively speaking to be happy because she yeah. starts unhappy she wants to be happy yeah. But her life sucks. The mob boss spices it up. Yeah. I would almost love if they kind of do start to get feelings and specifically the mob boss is like, this is a pretty chill lady. And then when they find out, the lady's like, you're a really great friend. Oh, friend zones him. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Because I love triangles are so interesting. I'm not so much interested in like the tension, God, I love two people and I can't help it. But more like I'm choosing this person and that's causing you pain and I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. but I've chosen this person. Right. Because I do think that's the housewife mentality. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like she's the kind of person who's very... um... Oh, what is the word? She's very dedicated. Even though her husband, like, kind of sucks, she vowed to love him. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I do think that Mob Boss respects that because, you know, for his profession, it is all about loyalty. Yeah. But I do think what she values most is trust. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is what puts their relationship entirely at risk. Yeah, for sure. It comes out. There's bad stuff. You know what? 
at the at the climactic point of when housewife finds out that mob boss is in fact mob boss and they like have this big fallout and mob boss has to go away because wife house can't handle it yeah i want husband to come back and i want wife to find out he was cheating on her Ooh. Do you know what else? I love that. Do you know what I want to happen on top of it? Yeah. I want tax fraud inmate to be released. Yes. And I think that's how she finds out because tax fraud inmate comes to her door with flowers. Yes. And is like, you never wrote back. I, you know, I realize I put a lot of pressure on you. I just, I want you to know that I'm a changed person and I'm, I want to meet you. Yeah. No, I love that. I love tax fraud inmate being like i'm so sorry i asked you to break me out that was terrible of me yeah i realize i freaked you out by admitting i was an inmate yeah 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 Yeah. but then also having husband come home so then we have like a lot of people in the same room it's a love square it's a love square (laughs) but like there's just there's so many so many loose pieces in this room and i do think it overwhelms housewife oh yeah 100 percent. you think she runs away yeah, I think she has to. Is Are we talking like pack bags and run away or just like, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm leaving, I'm going to the park? I think it's I'm so overwhelmed, I'm leaving. Okay. Okay. Because I don't, I like, it's so hard when everything clicks. Like you, just by looking at her husband, she can tell like you were with someone else. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe he's probably the nervous type. Because he's, like, nervous, shitty at emotional reciprocation, right? Mm-hmm. So I think he wants to tell her that he's been cheating. And that conversation is trying to be had with mob boss in the kitchen and tax fraud in minute at the door. Yep, yep, yep. And then she runs away. I like her going to the park. Yeah. That's a really cute detail. Because I see her there. Like, she's sitting on a bench and she's, like, wringing her hands. She doesn't know what to do. So who finds her? I was going to say, whoever goes to find her needs to have a black eye. <laughs> I don't care who it is. But they need to have a black guy. I kind of want it. I kind of want it to be tax fraud inmate. And here's my logic behind it. I think tax fraud inmate is the only person in that room who wasn't actually expecting anything from her. Because you know what? I think the come break me out was more of a joke than anything. No, yeah, absolutely. And I think that they genuinely care for this woman and they feel bad over what's happened so they are going to come look over her like as a friend yeah because i like them being on the bench together because then i also like the idea that they're having a conversation and maybe 20 30 feet away is mob boss oh can i say i just pictured in my head the two of them chatting on a bench and like facing them on the horizon just mob boss (laughs) watching just standing there yeah Anyway, um, no, one thing I would love is for this to come up in the conversation is tax fraud inmate goes up to her, sits down. They start to have this heart to heart, like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have done that. Everything and mm-hmm. you comforting stuff. Yeah. And then she's like, where are the f- you had flowers. Where did they go? He goes, I just I dropped them. They didn't matter. You mattered. Oh, <laughs> no, that's so good. I'm in love with tax fraud inmate. <laughs> they didn't you mattered because you know what if you were to write this as a ridiculously bizarre romantic tale 
Like the best romantic tale. The best romantic tale. I'm swooning. Like it's it's at this point in the story that you as a reader are supposed to get like, oh fuck. Like husband tried to make up for everything with financial luxuries. Yeah. Mob boss tried like physical things that he could give. Yeah. But like tax fraud inmate just wanted to know her. Yep. Tax fraud inmate had like he didn't know what he could or they whoever they are, like they didn't know what they could give this woman, but it didn't matter. Because what mattered was what she needed. Yep. Like, damn. That's really good. Yep. Yep. So then where do we go from here? No, back to Mob Boss on the horizon. Yeah, Mob Boss is on the horizon. I imagine Mob Boss is like, because we see these two, they're on the bench, they're talking. We cut to Mob Boss. And then one of Mob Boss's goons comes up behind him. Oh no. I don't know what happens there, but I just that's the image I imagine coming next. Do you want us to take him out? Oh yeah. Do we take him out? I don't know where Mob Boss is emotionally at this point. Cause it's I feel hard, like in yeah. order for Mob Boss to say no, he needs to have that conversation with the housewife, where housewife is like, I'm sorry, I care about you a lot. But I love him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think maybe that's what we get in the next scene. Yeah. Because you know what? I think housewife, she and tax fraud inmate, they talk. Um, tax fraud inmate, inmate gives their number, call if you need anything. They go their separate ways. Housewife goes back to an empty home. Oh. Husband is gone. And I think, I imagine she's in a two-story house because that's how these things have to happen. I mean, um, they're rich, so yeah. Yeah. Um, through a convoluted series of events, Mob Boss is outside her window. Oh, no. And outside her second story window? Like on the ground, you know? Oh, oh, she's, oh, yeah. okay. She's open the window. Okay, she's looking down on God. him. Yeah, boombox. You guys know the scene, uh, but there's no boombox. And I think, I think he tells her, I think he says, I love you. And I think she please, rejects him. Please, yes. And I think... You know, she says, I'm sorry, like, I just, I don't feel the same. And he goes, I know, but I wanted you to know before I left. Mm. Because I think mob boss is turning himself in and confessing to his mob boss crimes. I think that's where his character arc has to be. Because he has to recognize that he's not right for the life he sees with her. Yeah, yeah. I almost want wife to tell him not to do that. She does. I think she absolutely does. Like, no, then you'll you'll go away forever. No, don't turn yourself in. Keep doing what you're doing. You're fine. Yeah. Like, you, you won't hurt anyone anymore. I trust you. Yeah. And he goes, but they don't. The people, they don't. And I want to be better. And being better means starting honest. That's rough. That is rough. It's rough. And with that, we will cut to Gavin's murder. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, you know, heartbreak. That's how it goes. What 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 happens to the husband? I think he just leaves. Just leaves. I think he's outright. gone. Yeah. Moves away. Never sees her again. <laughs> Dies. No. I think he's probably. I imagine this is like a, not a full novel, but like a a short novel, a novella a piece. Yeah, a novella. And I think there's, like, several implications that he's, you know, he wants to move in with his secretary or whatever. His secretary. It's always the secretary. The secretary is always the other woman. That's so trashy. It's garbage. But I think he's a trashy man, and he doesn't deserve, like, actual artistic effort. (laughs) 
you know you feel me yeah yeah so i think the implications are he's run off to his other woman that's disgusting yeah he's a nervous pig he and she gets divorce papers in the mail yeah a note that says you can keep the house i don't want it (laughs) i don't want to be in the house anymore (laughs) i think mob boss threatens him like she did on me with two inmates (laughs) i do think like if we were to go into depth about like what the ending of the story would look like i would want her to like move out of that house as well maybe get an apartment with tax fraud inmate that'd be awesome be cute you know what else Hmm. she becomes pen pals with mob boss i was gonna say she becomes honest pen pals with him that's fucking adorable. That's really good. Our mob boss stories, iconic, perfect, yeah. wonderful. Yep. yep. No, I love that as an ending for this story. God, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. All right, well, we'll see you after the break. Say hi to Gavin for us. Or don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess it, it's up to you. <laughs> you know, it's up to you. Bye. Bye. Hello, this is the Gavin from Universe 616. I regret to inform you that, what was his name, 19337 has also perished at my hand. I decided to take a mallet to his head. I will be the Gavin who is bringing you this amazing content thus forward. Fuck off. (laughs) Thank you all for listening to Off the Notepad. That segment was an absolute banger. The pen pal is what I have been mentally calling it. I don't know about Victoria or Halika. Either way, thank you all for listening to Off No Notepad. I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye! Welcome back from the break. We now have official confirmation from different universes of Gavin's that all people love our podcast. It's true. We pull really well, like, just... In general, I'm quite shocked. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think I'm just more impressed, you know? Yeah. To be fair, Gavin is a lower life form, so... <laughs> Maybe we just, we just pull really well with single-celled organisms. <laughs> but it does mean that Gavins from all universes love and respect us for the perfect beings that we are. It's true. I guess I can't fully blame Gavins for that. I'm choking out Mimikyu. <laughs> Gavin's kind of um, unhinged right now. (laughs) Ignore him. Moving on, I have a character for you, Halika. I have a prompt for you. Wonderful. It's almost like we do this every time. (laughs) (laughs) Almost. Almost. (laughs) What do you have for me? My character for you is a puppet king or queen. Ooh. None of my prompts (laughs) are ready for this. Okay. If you so prefer, Gavin illegally suggested that we take that term very literally. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. No. Wait, literally as in this is a puppet or literally? Okay. As in a puppet. As in like a... (laughs) Wait, how are we taking this then? I thought that was the... Oh. (laughs) I wasn't intelling it to be Pinocchio. (laughs) No. Oh. <laughs> Single cell organisms. Disgusting, Gavin. Monkey brain. Monkey no, brain. like a like a a figurehead as opposed to anyone with actual power. Oh, okay, okay. S- yeah, none of these prompts. Still no. That. Um, 
Let me read you the closest I have. Oh. The closest okay. I have. The story of how the protagonist overcomes addiction and the outcome of that journey. Okay. 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 All right. So, so modern day royalty or archaic royalty? I kind of want to do like, we've had a couple like archaic fantasy-esque plots. I'm okay delving into that again because I really want this addiction to be something very um, out of the norm. Like I'm, I'm not interested in talking about substance abuse. I want it to be something else. <laughs> Fuck substance abuse. Yeah. If you struggle with substance abuse, seek help. I we support you. you. Yeah, we're here for you, genuinely. Um, I'm just not interested in having this uh, figurehead. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, so an archaic royal who is addicted to... Gotcha. No. <laughs> addicted to Genshin Impact. <laughs> Somehow is addicted to video games. Yeah. <laughs> is addicted to that game where you have all the people dressed up as chess pieces and on a grid and you tell them where to go. <laughs> I want it to be something like really niche for this kingdom. It's not niche, but they could be addicted to sex. Actually, I am kind of interested in talking about how we would use uh, sex as a narrative device. Not describing sex on air. We will get removed. Mm -hmm. But, like, just the idea of when and where you would use that in a serious story. It's kind of hard because I have read stuff that, like, one of the main plot points, like, it was generally important to the narrative was frequent sex right like it had an actual mechanic in the plot but that also made it come across as erotica right which is rough yeah but i i think it can be something not to say that erotica is uh lesser as a form i don't believe that at all no but like just using sex in a different way from how erotica uses it i think we can achieve that with a story about someone who is addicted to sex mm. i feel like <sighs> Honestly, I feel like there's two kind of categories when it comes to sex in literature. And you there's like some space between those, but generally you have two forms of it. You have YA, where you see it start and then it cuts out and yep. you can basically assume that it happened. Mm -hmm. And you have erotica where they describe the entire thing. Right. There's some stuff in the middle, like there's a little bit of, here, have a teaser. But right, have a teaser or like focusing on um something outside of sex. Yeah, yeah. During the action. So are we mm. trying to look for something in the middle? Or are we going the YA route? I think I wanna look for something in the middle. Something that's closer to erotica without it being. Okay. And if it becomes erotica, it can't be that bad. We've already hit ghost dragon erotica <gasps> on this podcast. No, we didn't. We were very, we were like right there. We kept saying no, the we phrase didn't. that we didn't say spoken. anything. We said a lot. So, our king? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Our king is addicted to sex. He is. 
Okay. How do we... I feel like it's one of the only things, like, he gets to do, one of the only things that he's allowed with his power, you know? You're right, because he's a figurehead. Yep. So he more just, like, reaps the benefits while decisions are made in his name. Do you think this is, like, a young king? And he doesn't have to be, like, extraordinarily... He's not a child during our story because that would be fucking creepy. Yeah, that'd be bad. But, like, if when he assumed the throne, he was child or preteen or something, and so the council was like, you're going to do what we say. And then it just continued from there. And now we have, I don't know, a young adult king who can't do anything. Yeah. You know, what kind of makes sense to me, too, is if we have, like, um, if he becomes king when he's really young, like maybe 10 or 11. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why he becomes king this young this young is because his parents are assassinated. Okay. Like it's a inner coup or something like that. And the council is like, well, we do still need a figurehead. Did the council assassinate them? I think they absolutely did. Fuck yeah. And I think the council like manipulated him at a young age to be like, well, you can, you know, just enjoy the benefits of luxury. We'll make all the political decisions until you're old enough to make it yourself. And then that literally never happens. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Because then I think he's like our age he's 20 something Mm -hmm. do you think so there's got to be a crux at some point where the king this young king is like okay i want to start making decisions now the question is does this happen before or after the beginning of the narrative because that dictates kind of the character of this prince because he can't prince he feels like a prince Mm -hmm. this king Because he can either be a very bitter person who hates his position in life because there's nothing he can do about it, or he can be the traditional charismatic, I can do whatever the fuck I want. I think he is like the charismatic, I can do whatever the fuck I want. But I think when we meet him at the beginning of the narrative, it would be interesting because obviously by age 20, he's already addicted to sex. I think he has been for a couple of years now. Sure. But I think sex has started losing its appeal to him. Mm. And he's getting um, frustrated with its lack of interest. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why he starts wanting to do more, to be more. Because I think people are starting to just see him as um, the king who fucks a lot. Yeah. King fucks a lot if you would. Something that I find really interesting about this scenario is I've I've played around with an archaic young prince who can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And part of that prince's character was he got a chambermaid pregnant and nobody did anything about it because why would they? Right. What is there to do? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm interested how this would affect the king because if he's having sex a lot... You know, this is archaic times. Right. People are getting pregnant. Yeah. What would be really fascinating is to go into like, because obviously like that's a very main route. He's gotten a lot of people pregnant and I think he has a lot of like bastard children yeah. running around the village, but they're not allowed in the castle because I don't think he can Absolutely. stand to see them. Absolutely. But I also think like he's the kind of guy who like doesn't just fuck women. I think he fucks to fuck. Yeah, I could see that. So I think also seeing like the disastrous um, results of him just like 
constantly using people for sex and sort of the different ways people have to cope with that in the castle yeah yeah that's terrible his wait staff must hate him i think they absolutely do he's wait okay he's gotta have like one person one wait staff oh yeah no we're on the same page yeah yeah as much of an info as he is. It could be. could be. I was thinking, like, this one wait staff, who maybe they've been with him since childhood. Mm-hmm. And a similar age to them, because they always are. Yeah, because, constantly. That's just how Because it it's a YA novel, because they're all young. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just, they see eye to eye, and this this one wait staff is the one person that the king would never hurt until he does. Yeah, yeah, I think this is the one person who the king hasn't fucked. Yeah. Until they do. Mm. Because I love this one waitstaff being, like, the person the king can vent to. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, the, this waitstaff knows why the king is addicted to sex and that they have no power and that it's kind of eating them up on the inside and they sympathize with them and they do whatever they can for the king because they're good friends. They've known each other forever. Yeah, I think they're probably like still the one person in the kingdom who sees the king for like the the timid young man he is. Yeah. Interesting. I kind of want this wait staff to have like relationship drama, to like be either engaged to someone else or just be in a relationship with like someone else on the waitstaff, whatever. And then I want this this one to like have their heart broken. And in that vulnerability, they end up sleeping with the king. Yep. So then the king is used for sex. Oh. Oh. Because a couple different things. Okay. For <laughs> caveat. 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 Really caveat. quick. That has to happen when the waitstaff is drunk. Absolutely, yes! I'm... <laughs> We're so on the same page! This is awful! <laughs> because I imagine them both waking up the next morning and waitstaff being like, fuck, I'm sorry. Yeah. I should not have done that to you. You of all people understand. And you know Or what? I of all people understand. Yeah. I think something we can have as like a running theme is that the king doesn't... Um, remember the face of anyone he slept with. Like, they all just sort of blend together after a while. Yeah. And when they wake up the next morning, I think there's some internal monologue there about how, wow, you look like everyone else. (gasps) Like, there's just... Now I know, like, the ins and out of your body, and now I don't see you as the person you once were. I see you as someone in the long line of people I have ruined... Like, that's it. Wait, I want this to be animated. Because have you seen A Silent Voice? Yeah, yeah. You know how they put X's over all the faces? Exactly, yeah, yeah. He I gets an the X. Same. Yeah, yep. No, it's the same, like, conceptually. Like, the face just, it seems to be blurred out there. And the voice is more garbled. And it's just, you were just another person. So it's like, even though the emphasis, like, for the waitstaff is like, oh, I totally used you to feel better. Like, my bad. Ha ha ha. Like, for the king, it's just, no. You were just another um, part of my addiction. Oh, God. Where are we going with this narrative? It's just spiraling. Yeah. He's just getting worse. Yeah. 
I think at some point, this king needs to reflect on, instead of me using someone for sex, I got used for sex. Yeah. Which, I mean, of course, it doesn't have to happen immediately, because I love, like, you're just another person. Yeah. But that's got to be so interesting for them, because all their life, being able to have whoever he wanted to use them for sex was all that he had. Mm-hmm. Like he had money and fancy things, but he didn't have any control or power or anything other than sex. That's why he got addicted to it. And then it was taken away from him right. by his most trusted servant. Right, by the one person. Yeah. No, I agree. I think he needs to think about that. He needs to deal with it. How does he deal with it? There's either a shutdown or he deals with it violently. Oh. Oh. I like both. Because <laughs> I like the idea that he, at least for the foreseeable future in this narrative, uh, does not speak to the white staff again. Maybe he speaks to them in the end of the story. We'll get there when we get there. But like, I, I just like the idea that he, he drops them. Yeah. And he shuts everyone out. And he gets violent. He's a little bloodthirsty. Yeah. So he starts being a little more abusive. Oh my god. Wrath becomes his new addiction. Oh, inflicting pain. Yep, yep. Because, like, we've already established sex is not enough anymore. Right. So inflicting pain starts to give him this adrenaline that he's been missing. Yeah. No, I think... This is probably, like, where we would narratively use a sex scene. He gets a little more violent during sex. Yeah. To the point where his partner is like, okay, well, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this. And they run out of the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Black Mirror does something different in a very shitty episode. Oh. Don't do that. Oh. That's Halika's aside. Okay. <laughs> but it's, like, the idea of sex becoming more violent and then violence just becoming violence. Yeah. It's really fascinating. No, yeah. I like that. I like that. This man is just going off the deep end. So, okay, so now he's more violent. He's abusive. I think everyone starts, like, clearing the halls when he walks down them. Yeah. Okay, now once we start to get into violence, now he's become a bad figurehead. So I feel like the council has to step in. What do they do? I have this awful thought. So do I. Go on, though. You first. Thinking, they're looking for... I think they need someone to fix him. I think they put him through an arranged marriage. Halika, we have the same <laughs> thought! Why is it that we're so in sync and ruining people? <laughs> That's horrific. Mine is slightly different, though. Mine is an arranged marriage, but not because they want to fix him, but because they need a legitimate heir. No. Oh. So as soon as they get a legitimate heir... They can, like, get him out. Yeah. Ooh. I imagine, um, I imagine it's a woman. They get a woman in to be like the new... Because they need a baby. They need a baby, right? So like she, she comes in. I think she's like the most angelic and divine person because she is also a figurehead for yeah. like her noble country, whatever, her house. It doesn't matter. Um, I think he hurts her. Like I think he oh, yeah. constantly is like lashing out against her. I think she's like bruises are everywhere she's very abused even when pregnant 
The council doesn't care as long as she gets pregnant. It's true. And I think she continues to put on like airs of grace. Like she never once cries, never once breaks. I love her. She's amazing. She is like truly stone cold. I kind of want waitstaff to look after her. Because of how bad the abuse gets or just like... Well, that and like waitstaff still feels sympathy for King. And so this is what they can do. Oh, yeah. No, because, you know, that brings, like, bringing white stuff back into the picture is really fascinating. Because I imagine the king, like, ready to abuse her once more, walks into her bedroom and sees her, like, laid up in bed, um, just chatting with mm-hmm. white stuff. And just seeing, like, those two together sets him off even more. Mm-hmm. He's so pissed by this. This is one angry man. This is one really messed up guy. Yeah. I never want him to get to the point. And I mean, obviously, if you see differently, then we can totally change this. But I never really want him to kill someone or something. Like, I just... No. I want it to be in the no. way he batters them, you know? Yeah. No, I think killing someone is a step too far. I could see it if he accidentally killed someone and that's his turning point. Yeah. But that's not what we have to do. No, and I'm almost like he could he could like knock someone unconscious and then have his turning point. Yeah, I was going to say I feel like after that moment where he walks in, he sees waitstaff and his wife like just chatting and being happy. Like the days later, I want him to take it out on waitstaff. Oh, absolutely. I think this is the first time he like beats the shit out of waitstaff, and I think this is when waitstaff is knocked unconscious. Yeah. Cuz then I think he immediately exiles white stuff. I think that's the next step. Like, he no longer wants to see their face. And only in doing that does he understand, like, his actions. Mm-hmm. Because it's all out of guilt. Yeah. A small part of me, I'm, like, freaking martyring this, this white staff. But I kind of want the white staff to send a letter back to the castle saying, I understand I get and it. And I hope you get better. I still feel for you. I almost want him to never open this letter like <sighs> until like the ending chapter cuz I think like he just feels like shit as the years go by and he's holding on to this letter and he's like telling himself these are like curses condemning me. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't need to hear it. And then like years later cuz I again I imagine he stopped abusing people just been more like shutting down Mm. his own kid is like 10 Mm -hmm. i imagine years and years have gone by and he opens the letter and he finally reads what wait stuff has said yeah and then i think perhaps the last scene of this book could be him going to see wait stuff and watching from a distance because i'm wait stuff has been exiled they have a little cabin in the woods that's Mm -hmm. how all exiles live yes and i think wait stuff has a family of their own now oh yeah and they've just, they've never looked happier. Yeah. The king can't go in. No, no. I don't even think he can set foot on the property. No, he has to watch from a distance. I love the idea of getting little snippets over the years of this king just holding the letter and being like, this is curses. They hate me. I've had enough pain in my life. I can't open it. Oh, yeah. And then by the time they finally do open it, it's transformed into... This is curses. They hate me. I deserve it. Yeah. 
And then just reading it being, I understand. Yeah. Like, I, I want you to know that while what you did was wrong, you know, I've never thought ill of you. And as fucked up as that is, mm-hmm. like, when you've known someone for that long, it's hard to say otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. With, like, a little stint at the end, I hope you get better. Yeah. I want more for you. Oh, I love that line. I want more for you. Ooh. Yours truly, wait, stuff. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, because that final scene could very well be the king walking away from the property, not having said a word. Yep. 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 We never solved the problem with the council, by the way. <laughs> I don't think we can. No. You know? Like, I feel like this man's life is so fucked up. The mm. council's not looking out for him, especially no. now that they have his kid. Yeah. Yeah, no. If the king sets one foot out of line, he's literally dead. He's gone. And I think by the end of the story, he knows that. Yeah. Because he knows how shitty he is. Yeah, and it's not like anyone in the castle cares about him. I doubt anyone in the kingdom cares about him. He's a fucking figurehead. What does he do? No, and I think after um, their child is born, his wife is like, in private still, but just very clear that she would openly kill him. Oh, I don't doubt. Yeah. No, if it meant that her son would live, would breathe for a day, she'd kill him. Yeah. No. You set a hand on my child, you're literally dead. Yeah. I'll kill you and no one will know. Like, it'll... Yeah. (laughs) Better yet, she goes up to the council. Hey, guys. Hey, (laughs) y'all. How's it going? (laughs) It's me. (laughs) Your arranged marriage solution. (laughs) I need a solution of my own. <laughs> like, just know she will be out of a king. Perhaps. Better plan for that. <laughs> no, I love we have a lot of really interesting characters in this story. Oh yeah. It's yeah. definitely one of those stories where it's like you will hate the king. You'll want better for him at first, but as time goes on, like you'll hate him. He's literally the worst, but in the end you just want everyone to be mm-hmm. better. I love narratively like terrible people that you can understand why they're terrible. Yeah. And it doesn't make them better, but it makes it sympathizable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a tale. Yep. And then he dies. Oh, and then he dies. Yeah. Dies off screen. Dies on screen. Dies right there. Dies right in front of the cottage. I mean, it wouldn't, but it'd be, it'd be really funny. <laughs> I don't know. No, I think King lives out the rest of his life as a puppet, because what else can he do? Maybe yeah. he dies young, and King and little princey boy takes over. Oh, starting the cycle anew. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of funny. I mean, not for the King, but that'd be really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd kind of like that if the final, final, final scene now was little baby prince getting crowned. Yeah, that'd be really good. Oh, there's so many like envisioned endings because I'd also love it if the final scene wasn't even um, the baby being crowned, but like if news of the baby being crowned reached Waitstaff. Oh, and Waitstaff had to explain to their kid what that meant. Oh, God, that's amazing. Waitstaff's kid goes to the castle to start working there as a servant. The story continues. It just keeps getting longer. There's so much material. 
God, this is so good. Yeah, I really like it. Oh my god. And again, we didn't even talk about like the bastard children and what they do at any oh point. Oh my god, this. yeah. Because yeah. you know there's like a the whole litter of them everywhere. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. that's so wild. But yeah, well, thank you for listening. Uh, if you have any any alternate endings you'd like us to read, send them our way. Please. At offthenotepad at gmail.com. Or off the notepad on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Send us a DM. Send us a comment on any of our posts. Or follow us. Follow us. Follow, like, why aren't you following us already? I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. Yeah, it would be embarrassing if you weren't. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>